Zeus, Ursus, Urko, they'll never stop. They'll never stop. Welcome to Anton Knows. I know a lot about the TV, and I know a lot about popular culture. And today we're going to talk about the Planet of the Apes television series. What? You never knew that there was a television series? Well, after the success of the movies, they decided, 20th Century Fox and their intimate wisdom, that it's time to bring the Planet of the Apes to the unknown world of television. Television at that time was a little bit different than it is today. There wasn't as many choices. You just had what the networks gave you. And each night, they would give you something different. Sometimes they'd give you sports. Sometimes they would give you a movie. Sometimes they would give you uh, comedy or action-adventure or some kind of mystery show. So Friday nights, 8 o'clock in the 1970s, Friday night was very different. So they, and when I was a little boy, they brought you this brand new series. I remember it in premiering in TV Guide's fall preview issue, The Planet of the Apes. Now, usually they wouldn't get big stars from the movies to premiere in the TV series. And as more or less a second thought, they said, do you think that Roddy McDowell would be interested in doing a Planet of the Apes television series? And he was. He developed this character called Galen, and Galen is the ancestor of Zura Corneas. I think he's his grandson. Galen is sort of a different sort of ape. He's sort of just an ordinary ape who likes to make friends everywhere and is ordinary. So let's talk about the television series. The first episode called Escape from Tomorrow, great title, is the pilot episode. Three astronauts this time, one dies, and two survive. Peter Burke and Alan Verdon. Alan Verdon's more of the serious type. He's the commander, so he's very serious. He was played by Ron Harper. And the uh, other fellow was played by a Jersey native, James Norton. He was a veteran of Broadway. Okay, he was a fellow named Peter Burke. Okay, Peter Brooks a bit of a wise guy, but very smart, and uh, he can do all the like the physical stuff that they need to do. That's how it is—a development of a team. The ship crashes; an old man finds them. He hides them in a bomb shelter. They find out that they're hundreds of years in the future, and on Earth. They don't believe the old man about the uh, apes that rule the world, and when they get shot at by some guerrilla soldiers, what kind of planet is this? And it is indeed. They control the whole world, the old man tells them, and humans are nothing. They're just laborers and slaves, more or less. This message reaches uh, Dr. Zayas, now played by Booth Coleman. Dr. Zayas doesn't believe that it's impossible that astronauts have landed again somewhere in their lands. Galen is going to be his assistant, maybe, and he sends for his chief military enforcer, General Urko. Originally, it was supposed to be General Ursus, but Mark Leonard, who the fellow that played Spock's dad and several other different characters, couldn't say Ursus under all that heavy makeup, so he just called him Urko. Urko doesn't believe it either, but... He is sent with Galen to recover these astronauts 
and bring them back alive. It's not soon before they're captured. The old man dies, and now they're brought before Dr. Zaius and the council. General Erko more or less gives them this ultimate. I will argue with any reason that keeps these humans alive. So he sets a trap for them. Galen talks to them, and, and they want to uh, convince Galen to help them escape. But Galen won't commit treason and to do this. So he has this mysterious book that the old man has that tells about the future and that human beings once ruled the world. Galen doesn't believe that either, but eventually he has to uh, believe it as well. The trap is sprung. A guerrilla soldier gets killed. Galen gets blamed for it. It was more or less an accident. But when they find the book, Galen's life is forfeit. The two astronauts rescue their friend using a grenade, and they escape. And now they're fugitives on the planet of the apes. As Galen says, it's your world now, too. So we go on to further adventures. The second episode is called The Gladiator. Mark Singer is in that episode. You might recognize him from another alien adventure TV show called V, the epic saga of V. We'll have to do an Antone Knows one day about that. That's a great series. Well, at least the miniseries was. After that, we get to one of the best episodes of the series. And even my sister, who wasn't a big Apes fan like I am, really loves this episode. Why? Good writing. That's mainly the reason why. Okay. So this time, our free astronauts go to a village that has a reputation of hiding fugitives. Erko is bound and determined to capture them. Him and his new uh, lieutenant want to find them and bring them back dead, probably, or alive. The astronauts find that they have this disc that can more or less get them. If they can find a computer that works, it could uh, recall their mission and enable them to get home. So they're always looking for humans that are still on Earth that have some kind of connection to technology. So they do, and they go to this ruined city, but the city has lots of problems, including earthquakes. Erko and his soldiers are not too far behind, and they threaten the uh, humans that hid them and tell them that they uh, better tell them where the astronauts are. They, they tell them they went north, but Erko believes that they went to the city. You see, the one Verdon, he wanted to investigate this. They cornered them, but a huge earthquake shakes the place, and now Erko and Peter Burke are trapped underneath a subway tunnel with lines of debris falling on top of them. Galen witnesses this, and he tells Alan that his friend might be dead. But he more or less, they don't know if their friends are really dead. The gorillas have to form a mutual cooperation with them, Either that, or both of them die. Erko and uh, Peter Burke recover, and uh, Peter Burke eventually convinces Erko that they need to get out of here, and they need to get to their friends, or they'll both suffocate, because they're running out of time and air. They tried constructing a ladder together, and Peter Burke sets up a light, and 
Urko notices something that he shouldn't have noticed before. A poster on the wall. It says, visit a day at the zoo with a nice gorilla in a little cage. Urko doesn't really like that. He also hides a shank or, you know, a little primitive weapon in one of his gauntlets. Meanwhile, the commander and uh, Peter and Alan Verden have to make a decision. Alan Verden uses simple machine to uh, a Vulcrum to get all the energy out that they need so they can pull, they're uh, using the horses and the ropes to pull them out. The uh, lieutenant won't parley with them. He says, you won't let your friend die. He said, well, if we go back as prisoners, we'll assume this being dead. So he says, he makes a bargain that he'll let them go if they get General Urko out. So they do. While they're working on this, they uh, eventually construct a ladder and send a signal from uh, using Morse code and banging on a piece of metal. And Peter Burke tells him that they're both alive and they're okay. And even we find out Urko's wife, that he's married and that he, he is okay too. So they use a simple machine. They get themselves out. And the uh, debris is lifted enough that they can go out. Urko tries to make a move to stab Peter Burke. But Peter Burke uh, sort of gives him an electric shock with the light and knocks him out. They pull him out and put him on the ground. Peter Burke gets out. I always remember that ominous of that wall closing on in the bottom there well, as the camera surely pans out. Then we're left. What do we do? Does the lieutenant keep his word? The lieutenant is told by Jim Walker, shoot them. Believe me, I have my reasons. The lieutenant decides, take him to a doctor and get him out of here. So they do. They corner the three heroes, and now it looks like they're going to shoot them. He says, get out of here before I change my mind. I've given my word, and I always keep my word. The three fugitives hobble their way out of the city. He fires three shots and finds the poster. He had his reasons. Oh, well. The last line I always remember, Pete asks, why didn't the gorilla shoot us? And Galen says, do I can answer that? You wouldn't obey an order that you knew was wrong. You don't think you're better than the gorilla, do you? Great writing. Terrific writing. Okay. And now, well, the good seed. Galen gets hurt. The astronauts have to uh, hide in this farm. Gorillas, local gorilla soldiers are looking for uh, uh, escaped bonded humans or are bonded to farms. Galen can't move because his leg hurts. And now, because he uh, broke his leg, but his leg is slowly starting to heal. Alan Verdon was a farmer. Now there's a guy named Antone. He's not spelled the same. But this young AP1, he needs a bull calf in order to start his own farm. If he doesn't have this bull calf, then if it's a girl uh, calf, it'll go to the landlord. General Urko isn't too far behind, and he wants to find them. In, a, in other words, they're really stuck. They think the cow is dying, and Galen's like, blame me if it was my wound that brought us here. Alan Verdon delivers the calf, and turns out it's two bull calves, and they're born. 
The three fugitives hide in the barn when guerrilla soldiers march all on the farm. They uh, say that there's humans there. They've seen them. Uh, Antone says, well, there's no humans here. It was me. I was just making the family laugh. Erko comes over and confronts him. He's a clown, huh? Search the barn. The gorillas search. They find the two bull calves and are convinced that the fugitives are long gone or not there at all. Erko is angry. He says, demote that trooper. He's made fools out of us. And they ride away. So the family gives them some bread and some time and that they uh, have formed a mutual cooperation. They never follow up on this story. I would love to have seen a follow-up on this story, and we'll soon see why later. The, set, the third is the, there's an episode called The Legend where they find a computer, and it's not that written that well. It's not that good. The apes destroyed the knowledge at the end. It's kind of weak. Tomorrow's Tide is about the fugitives all get trapped on a farm for fishing, and they have to fish and brave themselves with sharks. It's pretty good. Then Alan Vernon gets shot in the surgeon. Galen looks up an old girlfriend to help them. He uh, he eventually helps them out, and there is a uh, another surgeon. And Galen steals a book from Doctor Zayas's study, and Urkel's like, "What is it? A war? A war? A book of surgery?" He gives it to the apes so they can better educate themselves. They save Alan Verdon's life. They also talk a little bit about blood transfusion and blood makeup. It's good that these astronauts are so skilled at these things. I don't know why they would have never survived on the planet of the apes. Uh, then there's the deception. That's about a blind ape that falls in love with Peter Burke. And then the horse race. This is more or less about gambling. Then the interrogation about a... Uh, an ape who is uh, an ape in uh, a, a surgeon. A, well, she's, she uses psychological torture. We get to meet Galen's parents, though. <laughs> He's a counselor, and uh, he helps them uh, escape uh, an ape hospital. And uh, Jim Urkel's very funny. as the plague. Uh, well, if your duty wants to search the hospital, and he's like, no. And uh, after that, now this is one of my favorite episodes too. This is called The Tyrant. The Tyrant is about a cruel gorilla named uh, El Boro. And he's an old friend of General Urko's, but he's not a nice guy. He's corrupt. He's cruel. And he steals the uh, ship away from Galen's cousin. A group, uh, you also meet the uh, actor who played, remember that actor who was in Hill Street Blues who would always say, let's be careful out there? That's him in this episode. His, um, he gets uh, uh, killed, and now they're uh, all in trouble. So Galen and the three astronauts uh, eventually try to convict uh, Alberto in committing treason. And they do, even though they get trapped, and he, uh, at, when Verdon defuses the bomb that uh, Alboro uh, sets. Crimes, corruption, unbecoming an ape. You're finished, Alboro. Finished. It's awesome. 
Uh, after that's secure, the uh, astronauts help out a town that is um, uh, plagued with um, mosquito bites that brings along malaria. They help out everybody in this village and this ape's uh, doctor. He's sort of like their Dr. Fauci in a way, and he helps them out, saves the, the town because General Urko wanted to uh, burn the town to the ground, but he doesn't. Now, unfortunately, we have to come to an end. Every TV series has that. There are two more episodes after that called The Liberator and Up Above the World So High. We'll talk about The Liberator in a minute, but Up Above the World So High is the last episode that was aired. But The Liberator is the last episode that they filmed. Why did they show it out of order? I don't know. I guess they figured this episode was a little bit better than this one. That was how things work out. The Liberator only has four apes in it. Can you believe that? Well, that's the way it works out. Up Above the World So High, it's about a human who has a glider, and he wants to fly, right? So he crashes the glider. The astronauts and Galen find him, and they even want to give him a working glider. But when the apes get a hold of him, at first you think they want to make an example out of him, but when they convince uh, this uh, female ape wants to save him. But she doesn't want to save him out of pity. She wants to save him because she has in her luggage a group of bombs. She wants to be able to fly into the night un- unseen, unheard, overthrow Dr. Sayas and General Urko, and rule the world for herself. And she tries to convince Galen to do this too. When she find, he finds out about her treason, the astronauts and them have to find a way to sabotage the flight. So Galen is put aboard the um, glider with this other guy, and they fly into the sea, and the gorillas try to shoot them down, but it's to no avail because they crash into the, into the sea, and uh, then they escape. Uh, the Liberator is probably one of the weaker episodes, and that is why it's probably not included when it was originally re-ran and sold into syndication. Uh, it's about uh, a group of humans that sell other humans to the apes to work in the mines. And all our friends get captured. The two astronauts get captured. There's a lot of overgoing theme about that. They go and get captured. They get freed again. Then they get captured again. Galen is sort of confined in this, too. They, the uh, leader of these humans has a secret in this temple, and no one can approach the temple. Anyone that does, dies. The astronauts discovered that there's natural gas leaking from there. And what is this human leader doing? He's built himself a gas mask, and now... He's going to plan to use bombs to attack the apes. The astronauts tell him, no, this is madness. We've been through all this before. It's madness. We can't do that. But he's unconvinced that. Galen sort of acts out of character here and gets hits the guy in the head with a stick and then knocks over one of the pots that is making the gas and, and then the whole place eventually goes up. Our, our heroes make their escape before that, but uh, the fella gets 
uh, destroyed. The main human who is also hunting the other humans realizes that it's better to do it a different way to end slavery. If humans united all together and defied the apes and said they're not going to be sold into slavery anymore, it would be better. Galen says, my word is just as good as any's. So everybody works out uh, together. Television is a funny business. There are a million and one reasons why TV series get canceled. Maybe they're not fast enough. Maybe they're not quick enough. Maybe Friday night's a bad night for TV. People still go out, you know. So what do you do instead? The, mostly the focus of this show was supposed to be on science fiction fans. But they didn't attract that. They attracted kids like me. At that time, Mego had released a series of action figures. I can remember that like it was yesterday. At first, they just had Dr. Zayas, a soldier ape, Zura Cornelius, and an astronaut. They couldn't get the likeness for Taylor back then. But then, when the television series got out, they got the licensing for Galen, General Erko, and the two astronauts. They also included General Ursus, who more or less just looks like a soldier ape, but you can use him either way. And a couple of other things, like the Forbidden Zone Trap, which was a great toy, and the Fortress, which was a great toy. It was made out of cardboard, but with your imagination, you could do anything. And one of the best toys I ever had, I played with it till it broke, this, tel- this uh, huge ape village, and it came with these little cardboard cutouts that had everybody, guerrilla soldiers, the three astronauts, and Galen, Dr. Zeus, and, and even the little cardboard spaceship. But nothing lasts forever. And unfortunately, ABC ruled the roost at that time. They had Sanford and Son and Chico and the Man, and they clobbered Planet of the Apes in the ratings. ABC was interested in buying the series, but they would have to buy the reruns, and then they'd have to rerun them, and then, you know, that's how it didn't work out. So, instead, they decided that they would do this. Remember the 430 movie? I mentioned that once before. When every time they show the original Planet of the Apes movies, you can uh, see that on my other podcast. I talk about the other ape movies and that. When they would show those ape movies, the ratings would go way, way up. So they bought this thing and called it the new Planet of the Apes. Originally, when it originally aired, there's a Galen kind of doing these bumps. That means he he starts the show and introduces it and goes through all the... uh, you can find those on YouTube, and they're pretty uh, cool. Uh, Galen t- and Galen even re- says that, oh, the astronauts eventually went back to their own planet and their own time. That's what he says in those openings. Uh, but things don't work out sometimes. But uh, ape fans know about the television series, and you can buy it on DVD. Well, I've got to get on my spaceship and go into the future. And I'll see you again next time on another Anton Knows. And we'll continue with more of the Planet of the Apes next time.